0: I can't do this. How many times have you said that to yourself? Whether you're unable to learn something new, make it to the gym, or even go after a new career. How many times have you put limitations in front of you, built your own wall and barrier to prevent you from reaching the goals and dreams that you have? This is really all too common for me in my life. I spent probably a good 30 plus years thinking that I just wasn't good enough, that I wasn't smart enough, that it wasn't worth the time and effort because I was probably just going to fail anyway. If this sounds familiar to you, then you are a welcome member of this conversation today on the Incognito Athlete Podcast. Why? Because this is a really common mindset that a lot of us have and and derives from the experiences that we have in our lives. But what is important to acknowledge is that these beliefs may not actually be true. They are actually beliefs that we have put in place for ourselves and told ourselves is truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be digging into some deep shit today. I'm so excited to be talking about this with you, but also with a new dear friend of mine, Abby Barnett, who is really truly an inspiration for me and comes to the table uh, with this conversation from a whole different perspective too, as she has an upper limb deficiency and has a whole different perspective on what limitations, disability, disability, and inadequacy means to her and how it has impacted her life. And in talking with her today, we're not only gonna just chat about her experiences and insights, but we are gonna talk about ways to actually break down these barriers so that you can start to really look inward. And assess if this is something that you have been doing with yourself and how you can get on the other side of that wall to climb that mountain and achieve the dreams that you have for yourself. Thanks again for being here today. I'm Erica, and you have arrived at the Incognito Athlete Podcast. Welcome to my 100 pound weight loss journey. Who the heck am I? You know who I am. (laughs) For my returning listeners. But if this is your first time joining me, welcome, welcome. I am a woman who is out to make change in my life. I want to be a healthier and happier person. And in doing so, I want to make sure that I'm imparting my wisdom on as many people as possible so that you too can live the life that you want for yourself. Along the journey, I have unlocked the mystery behind weight loss. And it is truly all in the way that we think about ourselves. Now as a wellness mindset coach, I am making it my mission to share all of my fitness, lifestyle, and mindset tips with you and anybody else who is tired of riding that weight loss roller coaster and is seeking a one-way ticket to health and happiness. So since I am so privileged to have a guest with me today, I think it's just fitting for me to go ahead and introduce her. Hey, Abby, thanks for being on the podcast today.
1: Hey,
0: thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited. (laughs) Abby and I have, oh my gosh, we've probably known each other maybe only about six months or so now, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, But I like to think that we've become fast friends. And um, in fact, right before this episode, when we were recording, um, we were talking a little bit about like first impressions. And when I first met Abby, I was just like super inspired by her because she had this chutzpah about her to like walk into CrossFit and be like, I'm going to do this thing. When I wanted to do CrossFit for the first time, I was like this timid little mouse. I didn't have the kind of, I don't know, like want and maybe even like confidence to go after it. And so I was really inspired by her to be the kind of person to just like walk in and try something new so I don't know (laughs) if you feel the same way Abby but that's how I saw you
1: (laughs) well I, I will say that um I had that thought I had that wonder you know what do people think when they see me um coming in and trying this new uh fairly difficult sport um difficult for even anyone that has all their limbs but um like I said when we when we talked earlier, I just made that decision, you know you have to want it and, mm-hmm. and I went in and I wanted it and I, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun and and still have a lot of fun with with fitness.
0: Heck, yeah, we're going to definitely talk more about it, but I want to know more about you and I want everyone to know more about you because you awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us um, a little bit more. We're on an audio podcast here. So um, if you wouldn't mind to just share a little bit more um, about your deficiency with folks, I think that would really help to paint a picture of who you are and you know what your experiences has been like um, living with a disability.
1: Yeah, so I was born um, almost 32 years ago now, so um, birthday coming up shortly, but um, I was born without my left arm from the elbow down, and so back when I was born, they didn't check for um, a lot of the growth type things and all these different, you know, 3D and 4K images you can have of babies. Now, they didn't have that back then. So right. my parents didn't even know until I was born that I only had one arm. Mm-hmm. And I have three older siblings that are otherwise healthy and, and quote-unquote normal. Um, so it came as, as quite a shock to my family um, that I was born, you know, without my arm. But, you know, that day at the hospital, they were given the information for um, – it's Children's Healthcare of Atlanta now. It was Scottish Rite at the time. Okay. And had my very first appointment at three months old and received a prosthetic at four months old. Wow. So I was just instantly um, rocking out with a with a new piece of equipment and um, <laughs> just really just began at an early age to just overcome those barriers. But I was I was blessed and am still blessed with an incredible family that really encouraged me and pushed me along the way.
0: Wow. I mean, that really had to be an interesting experience for your family too, especially not knowing and not really being able to be prepared, but it seems like, you know, maybe (laughs) ironically enough, the word that is very common probably in a lot of conversations that you have is adaptation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you just kind of adapt to something that is maybe different or unexpected, right? Right. So I think to... I'm actually really appreciative that we can have this conversation because I feel like there's discomfort in conversations around disabilities. Like, you know, we, we don't talk about it. We don't stare. Like we don't even know how to coach our kids on how to react. Like even our right. littles, I'm like, I'm like, don't say anything about her arm. You know, that's yeah. like, you just always afraid of, of making anybody uncomfortable or hurting feelings and, things like that and so I mean like I really would love to just go like head first into that word disability and how that like the framework around that word or the meaning behind that word has like what that's meant for you in your life and maybe even if you could offer some words of education too around it that'd be helpful.
1: So I feel like Um, the word disability is kind of like the elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like, like you said, you you teach your kids not to stare and you teach your kids, you know, maybe not even to ask questions or any of those type of things. But for me, you know, even now in my 30s especially, it's important for me that kids are allowed to ask those questions because would you rather them stare or would you rather them know? Yeah. It's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And, And, you know, for the word disability, there's such a stigma around it that. Right. Oh, well. You know he or she's not going to be able to do that or or they need help and you know and so i would encourage people when you see someone with a disability whether it's an arm or a leg or just any 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 disability that you see that mm-hmm. you see the person first you don't see the disability because too often today that's what happens people mm-hmm. see the disability first and you know still to this day people see me and they think well maybe she needs help you know does she need help with her groceries does she need help getting them in the car or you know and I've been doing this for almost 32 years so I've just like you said that word I've adapted yeah Um. I can I've taught myself how to do any and everything that I need to do now if I need help I will ask for it I encourage anyone with a disability if you need help don't be afraid to ask for it don't be too proud mm-hmm but on the other side of that if you don't have a disability and you know someone that does or you just see someone don't automatically think that they need your help yeah Um you know, allow them to, to flourish because they've earned that right. So, um, and, and you and I discussed this earlier, um, a big line that I like to use in my life is disability, but not disabled. Right. It doesn't mean because we have a disability that we're disabled. And so that stigma around the word disability, I really want to do the work to alleviate that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, through your whole life I mean whether it's the color of your skin or like how you're shaped you know or if you're missing an arm like people already formulate some sort of opinion based on their experience right? right so like that's that word stereotype I guess and so like do you ever feel like you did that almost to yourself at all in your life did you feel different
1: you know, I will say that I was incredibly blessed to have a family that never treated me any different. Yeah. And so when I was growing up, I never felt different from my friends. Yeah. I knew that I was different, but I never felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never held back. I was never um, told that I couldn't do something, mm-hmm. whether it was my family or my friends. And honestly, it wasn't until I reached adulthood that I really started to realize my difference as crazy as that sounds isn't
0: that weird though it's like ignorance is bliss, as kids right, right yeah. because you played sports and stuff
1: yeah softball basketball um, i rode horses i did you know all the things i worked on a farm growing up um so it was just it was just natural to me to just go after things and just do it but when i entered adulthood and started entering the workforce and realized going back to that stigma around disability when I realize that that's how people perceive you, that's the first thing that they see. Yeah. Um, that really became more of a thing in my adult life, more so than it was as a kid.
0: That is really interesting. So then how did it impact you as an adult? Like what, what has, how has life been different?
1: It was hard. I mean, and it's been hard. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I've had some experiences that have made me afraid to go after things that I know that I could do. But I've unfortunately let other people tell me that it wasn't possible. Ah. And that was something that I never did growing up. I wasn't, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, I wasn't allowed to do that. I wasn't allowed to look at myself that way. Yeah. But as I got older and I started making my own decisions and had my own experiences, I was letting other people put the limitations on me.
0: That's so interesting. Because like the whole idea about this conversation today is about barriers and like where they come from. Right. And despite the fact that you actually had a really like sturdy and healthy you know 20 years or so it's like you're still in that period of growth right and then we're we we have been taught and learned from like our family and our community our neighborhood whatever but then we start to meet other people and they provoke us to think other things
1: yeah I will say, and we was, let them. <laughs> well, yeah, and I will say there was a time, definitely, I will say in my twenties, I would have never stepped into a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I would have never, I would have never taken that leap of faith, no matter how bad I wanted it, because I felt I had gotten to the point where I let other people make me feel like I was, um, you know, like I was less than or I was unworthy of that type of accomplishment because I was different than them. Yeah. So there was definitely a time in my life where I never would have taken that leap of faith.
0: Do you mind me asking, like, was it indirect or was it direct in the way that people gave you feedback? So in other words, were people telling you that you couldn't do it or were they, like, coddling you and, like, holding you small?
1: I think that it was more, like, indirect. I think that really the way people made me feel different was that... And I think this is an issue, you know, all over this country today is that disabled people are not automatically included in the conversation. Mm. So, um, you know, we had the conversation yesterday about doing the um, ADECA competition. Yeah. And so it's not readily available to disabled people to see what the alternative movements are for the different zones of the DECA competition. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that should just be there, you yeah. know, whether it's used or not, which honestly, it really would be. It'd be very beneficial. Right. But disabled people are not often included in the conversation. Hmm. And so that's where my fear and me being more standoffish to things came from was because Hmm. we're not automatically included in everybody's conversation. It wasn't that somebody was pinpointing me or somebody was singling me out particularly. It's just that I wasn't always included in the conversation.
0: Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. And, I mean, over time, that's going to you know, if we allow it to be pretty impactful. So then what prompted you to walk into a CrossFit gym?
1: My health. Um, Okay. I'll say primarily my mental health Um, because I really suffer from crippling anxiety Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had tried everything and I've always enjoyed fitness, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, like I said, in my twenties, when I started um, letting these other people's conversations, you know, just like take over, you know, my Mm -hmm. self-worth, I kind of gave up on fitness a little bit and I kind of gave up on myself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, my sister, I I laugh about this, but my sister promised me that my thirties would be better than my twenties. And so I said, you know, I want to make a change. I'm ready to make a change for myself. And so I actually um, saw on Facebook a friend of mine I went to school with was uh, posting about the gym, and I just, I was really interested, and I was like, I want to make a change. I need to make a change. Yeah. Not just physically, but mentally. I want to feel better overall. Right. And so I just decided one day, I was like, I'm going to take a leap of faith, and I'm just going to go check it. I'm just going to go look first. I'm not going to commit to anything. I'm going to go look. I'm going to try it out. (laughs) Yeah. And it was amazing that first day because your husband, Frank, um, was the first person that I saw. Mm -hmm. and this this big burly guy and I'm like holy cow I cannot keep up with this guy there's no (laughs) way I can do this um but you know he was so nice and he broke things down for me and he's like don't worry everybody adapts my fear was instantly just pushed out the door and I just instantly felt welcome even that first day and they were showing me different movements that I could do to um to adapt and I just I just really felt welcome but you know that drive really came from Mental and physical health. And yeah. just really starting to believe in myself again.
0: That's so awesome. I I love that. And that really is something that I do lo- love about CrossFit. Is no matter what limitation you may think you have. right, CrossFit can be there for you. Like, right. you know, and you can just adapt and do different things that works well for you. Which is literally what we're trying to do in life. Right. Is just do the best we can for ourselves. And
1: I never left without feeling accomplished. Never. Even if I I couldn't, um, you know, go 100% on a workout necessarily, even if I, you know, couldn't even finish the workout, which Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there was one I didn't finish, but even if I felt like I was at the brink of death some days, I never left and didn't feel a sense of accomplishment. And So that was really big for me.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you're completing stuff like you're set out to do something and you're getting it done as right. opposed to skirting around it making excuses and you like okay maybe there's an ad- um an adaptation to the prescribed workout but you're still getting it done yeah
1: and not just finishing stuff but finishing hard stuff <laughs> you know i mean it's hard for real like, you know and and i remember uh you know one of the other coaches saying um You know, there's people that go to, you know, like a a regular commercial gym that cannot do this. They Mm -hmm. cannot do what we do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, holy cow, how am I going to do it? But, you know, I made that decision and I made that commitment to myself. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I can do this. And I, I, like I said, I never left without feeling a sense of accomplishment.
0: So one of the things that I wanted to pinpoint with you in this conversation, especially for our listeners are like ways to break down those barriers. And the fact that you like walked into the gym and you just made that decision, like, what do we call that? Like, is that just being gritty? Is that just like, like putting away excuses?
1: Well, yeah, and I think, you know, everybody comes to that point where they realize they have to put away excuses, whether mm-hmm. whether you have a disability or a limitation or not, you have, to, you have to come to that point, whatever it is, whether it's fitness or whether it's a job you're going after or um, a relationship, you know, whatever it may be, you have to come to that point where you have to want it and yeah. you have to want it for yourself. You're not doing it for other people. You have to want it. And you have to want it for yourself.
0: I mean, it is true. Although you and I both know that that can be easier said than done at times. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, if we let the mind run us, then, you know, we end up on the couch with a bag of potato chips or something. <laughs> right. We want to
1: go for what's more comfortable always. Yeah, what's exactly. What's more comfortable and convenient. And, yeah. You know, oftentimes that's what's bringing us down, though, is we go for the comfort and the convenience mm-hmm. over what might be hard and what might be outside of our comfort zone. But I'm really learning through other podcasts I listen to um, and just different things that I'm reading. It's, you have to get comfortable in the uncomfort. Yes. Like you have to step outside that comfort zone. And for me, a lot of times even walking out the door, going to the grocery store can be stepping out of my comfort zone because I'm going to get stared at and I'm going to get, you know, I can, you know, hear the whispers and I can see the kids staring and the parents, you know, turning them around and saying, Uh. you know, and so, but I've gotten comfortable in that because, I know who I am as a person.
0: Well, that's a really sturdy place to be. I mean, like, I almost don't know how to respond to that. I just, like, I want to, you know, raise my hands in the air. Like, uh, that's, like, the ideal place to get to, you know, to right. just really be comfortable with ourselves. And, again, that that can be something that requires some effort, you know, especially if we're, we're coming from a place where we feel that we um, are less than, And, you know, whether it's being overweight or not knowing a skill or having some sort of physical limitation, I really think that, um, you know, and I do want to talk about this on another episode, but like grit is kind of our word for the year. Yes, it's 2023, Um, that's the word. But like the one thing I've learned about grit last year is that, grit can be grown no matter who you are you don't have to be some exceptional person you know some superhuman nfl kind you know level performer it just takes the the desire and and then the plan and so if there is like steps in place then that is a way that you can use grit as a way to break down barriers too Absolutely. Yeah. So that's pretty major. What are some other things um, that has helped you to break down some of those barriers for yourself?
1: Well, I'm really learning one of the most helpful things that I have in place now are daily affirmations. Uh-huh. So reminding yourself that you can do it, reminding yourself that you are worthy mm-hmm. to even try. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge. Whether you have it on your phone, whether you're, you know, you're reading it in a book, whether you get it on a podcast, daily affirmations can be a game changer. Yep. And then another big thing for me, and this has come really clutch really within the last year, is surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and Mm -hmm. goal-driven. You know, I know that not everyone has an amazing family like I do and that huge support system, but once you get into adulthood and you get to make those decisions for yourself, you know, really get in the room with people who are goal-driven and like-minded and want they don't even have to be the exact same things as you, but they have a plan, they have a goal, and they want things for themselves. I think that is so key, and that has been huge for me, especially within the last year.
0: Oh, yeah, big time. And, and that's where, you know, this is not a intended to be an endorsement for CrossFit. However, there are elements of CrossFit that really do relate to this, like the community, and that's right. that's how Abby and I met Just being able to be around people that are like-minded can really help to reset the way that we think about ourselves, even if it is just in a positive light, you know, just to like get rid of all that like negative noise that's in our brain. That's probably all just big fat lies anyway, right? Right.
1: Because I remember showing up to the gym some days and surprising myself with lifting some heavy things you heck know? yeah and so and people coming up and saying you know you're such an inspiration and, and people you know would throw that word around a lot and I I'm thinking well I don't see it that way it's just you know it's just what I do but then I, I took a step back and I think well maybe I really am changing something for them mm-hmm. and so people with disabilities they have the ability to inspire so many people yeah just with doing you know even everyday things mm-hmm. and I think that is so important you know take that's that's why I encourage to see past the disability and see the person because you never know what you might be missing out on.
0: Well, for real. And I mean, because I mean, I cannot deny that I noticed your disability when I saw you. Oh, you right. know, yeah. I mean, it's there. But what I saw was that like, here's a woman with a disability who is in here to throw down, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> and like, so the thought process that, that comes to me is that, if she is in here with the confidence and the will, then I have no effing excuses, you know? And so right. for that reason, you were an inspiration for me because on my weakest days and my weakest moments where I feel like I'm not running fast enough or lifting heavy enough or not being social enough or looking <laughs> cute enough in my little outfit or what the hell ever, I'm, I'm worried about, like... That just goes away, you know, and, and so that's what I like about you is like you bring this like raw reality to what it means to achieve.
1: Right. And I think, you know, for myself, you know, going into the gym, I'll just use that as an example. Um, You know, there was a time in my life not that many years ago that I would not even leave the house without having my prosthetic on Uh because I wanted people to see me as quote unquote normal. Yeah. I wanted, but you know, I had to come to that place where I'm like, I'm not like everybody else and I'm not going to do things the way everybody else does. I'm going to do them my way. And that's normal to me. I love that. And so within the last few years, I really, I stopped wearing my prosthetic because it became uncomfortable for me, you know, physically. Well, and I just thought, you know, um, what's the point being uncomfortable all the time, you know, it is for what, everybody
0: else's sake, basically, right.
1: you know, my disability is not going away just because I popped that prosthetic on. Yeah, you know, it still is what it is. And now it is more noticeable now that I have a disability because, you know, you can see it first thing. But I really just, you know, went into that mindset of I have to do this for me and I have to feel comfortable in my own skin. And so, you know, for a situation like going into the gym, I kind of had that mindset of, you know, I can either, I can either soak it up, meaning I can soak up my disability and let that take up everything that I am, or I can suck it up and I can really just go for it. And, and I chose, I chose to just suck it up and just go for something that I really wanted.
0: Uh, did you coin that phrase, or did you find that somewhere? You know,
1: I just made that up off the rip just then.
0: <laughs> did you really? I really Cause did. Because it's really freaking great. Oh, my gosh. I wrote that down so we can reiterate that later. That's awesome. With this. Yeah, no, this was really um, a pleasure to be able to, like, sit and actually talk to you about some of these things. Like, we kind of chat about it in the day-to-day. However, it's so... I don't know. It's like it opens up my mind and exercises my brain to to like have some of these like more elevated and intellectual conversations. Right. And it it's it's empowering for me to learn. And hopefully um, everyone who is tuned into this episode, you know, feels the same and is inspired feeling a little bit more empowered, especially with some of the ways to break down these barriers um, or perceived limitations that we have created in our life. And even just to recap really quickly, some of the things that we talked about was just really engaging grit and doing so with your dream and a plan toward that dream, doing daily affirmations and finding yourself a, a tribe of people who can really support you. It only takes one person to really help keep you accountable and to support you and you know honestly really just continuing to educate yourself can really be a big deal and and Abby I'm just so grateful that you've been here in my life and on this podcast to educate me and inspire me really appreciate you
1: I appreciate you having me and actually if I could say I want to say two things so if you are someone that does not have a disability but you see someone or you know someone that has a disability, I encourage you to see the person before you see the disability. That's Mm -hmm. one big thing. If I could educate people, if I could send that message out there, see the person before you see the disability. Mm -hmm. And number two, if you are a person that has a disability, I want to speak directly to you and I want to say, whatever the it is in your life, just go for it. Whether you're wanting to sign up at a gym, whether you're wanting to go for a new job, whether you're wanting to go on a date, whatever your it is, Just go for it. That would be my message to anyone that has a distance.
0: Mike, drop. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say anything beyond that. You are a badass. Thank you so much for everything. And thank you listeners for tuning into this episode of the Incognito Athlete Podcast. I'm just so humbled to be on this microphone right now. This whole journey that I've been on has gone in ways that I could have never imagined, but all the best ways. And I'm so pumped for this year and the, the achievements that I'm going to be able to make for myself. And I'm, I'm really even more excited about what I'm going to be able to bring to the table for all of you, not only here through my podcast, but also through Unmasked Wellness. So if you do have any interest in leveling up and really engaging your grit, growing your grit, going after your dreams, breaking down these walls that you might have set in your life, like, let's do this thing. You can learn more by going to unmaskedwellness.com and contact me even just by email at Erica at I not only do one-on-one coaching, but I have a really cool program that where we can double down on both your nutrition and mindset. Contact me, get some information and let's get this thing going. Now go ahead out and make it a great day.